Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mel, very good morning to you. Um, we are morning, smack ben. bang in the origin period again. But before we talk that, oh, I know you're a dad. You, you've you you you'd be battling this as well, as far as um, kids' sport is concerned. I mean, it's 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 something that every household across the country is battling with at the moment, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, Ben. Um, my solution, uh, I you know, you go back to when I grew up. Uh, sport was readily available in schools. You know, so yeah. your, your, PE, your PE teachers were dedicated to, to PE and playing and, um, you know, making all kids you know, play sport or some, do some sort of physical activity. So I think it's, I think from a, from, like everyone, there's so many benefits in there in, in, you know, people, in young kids being active, you know, yeah. whether it's sport or doing some sort of rec- recreational activity. Um, I just think there should be more investment in schools initially uh, to get kids active. Uh, and then, and, and then obviously, you know, from there, kids can make some choices around what they want to do outside of school, of, of course. But I just feel that, you know, we we need to get sport and physical activity, recreational activities back into schools. Yeah, back into more, the state schools invest- as well. Yeah, back mm-hmm. back in the state schools, mate. Yeah. Uh, does that come down to the particular the code or the sport, or is that more of a, a state government and, and, and schools initiative than it? Or do they need to work? They obviously need to work together. But who needs to be pushing that? Do you think? Oh, hello, Mal. Are you there? Oh, no. We've lost the big fella. Technology, not our friend this morning. Uh, keep those calls, texts coming through. Um, uh, Razor said, Ben, when every God. second child has a mobile <laughs> phone. There we go, Mal. We got you. I'm back, mate. Sorry, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, yes, uh, that's, that's all right. That's all right. Um, yes. Mate, ironic, ironic, ironically, my daughter's trying to ring me. Ah, oh, <laughs> oh, there we go. So, ironically, she must hear. She must have heard me. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, so Mel, does that does that come down to the particular sports trying to push, not, trying to get back into the schools? Is that where the the, the push oh, think, needs I to think come so from? As well, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think so too. I think you know. Um, all the all the sporting organisations at the national level need to need to work with obviously the education department department of, um, you know department of education obviously the you know, education minister and, and look at how we can you know, how we can actually push you know more sport more physical activity back into schools like you say the state school system um, is really important you know so there's so many teachers out there at the moment who have obviously done a degree in physical education but you know they're teaching other other um, other subjects at school as well, so yeah, I just think that we need to look at the whole the whole process, you know, health, education, yeah. um, sport, how that all intermingles, and how do you get the best outcomes for our kids these days? And then, obviously, you you you're encouraging kids. There's, there's so many benefits, and obviously, there's the health issues, you know, educational issues. You feel obviously from a, a self-esteem point of view, you you know, you you you're better aligned to you know. Um, yeah, going to school, want to do things, you're healthier. All, all those sort of things are really important, I reckon, in young kids growing up.
Well, and it teaches so much about life too, doesn't it? I mean, sport. I mean, it teaches how to win, teaches how to lose, teaches how to be part of a team, and 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 those lessons can take you through life, as we just heard from your old teammate Steve Jackson. Yeah. They can help you yeah, in business well, as well. Yeah, social skills are really important yeah. in it all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, schools are are your best platform because everyone has to go to school. It's compulsory, so everyone's in those systems. You know, so. Um, and to be exposed to as much as you possibly can through the school system is, I think, is absolute, absolute necessity. Yeah, no, it's a really good point, Mal. I know the school curricula is just so packed as it is now. Kids are overloaded yes. with homework. They actually do more work at home than it seems they do at school. Uh, so trying to fit it into the curriculum and be part of it, that, that's a challenge that they'll have. But I think it's a, it's a good push as well. Actually, I ran into a mate of mine on, on, on Sunday who was taking um, his kids to sport. It was, uh, it was AFL on a, on a Sunday morning. I said, oh, it's true, Sunday sport. That, that's, that, that's a big weekend. He said, well, all the school sport... Uh, they go to a private school, is on the Saturday. Yes. So yes. so your entire weekend is taken up. And that's, um, yeah, but he said it, it's a battle. It's it, it's a it's a, it's a a hit to the hip pocket, but we do try and do everything we can to, to sacrifice for our kids. Well, I think every parent's like that. You know, they sacrifice for your kids. Yeah. Um, but if we if we got support along the way, you know, through your government um, areas, you know, education and health, I think, you know, you can actually come up with a really good program. All right, we are talking to Mal Meninger as we do every Wednesday. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Mal, how do we? Uh, well, how does? Let, let's just try and step into the mind of the enemy. How does New South Wales save this series? I, I want to get both sides of the border here. Can you? Can you take us into what Brad Fittler might be thinking from your experience? Uh, well, it's ironic. I was, I was going to ask you the question, Ben. How come? You know, New South Wales people got this defeatist attitude. You know, so how come all of a sudden? Because you know, all of a sudden, uh, because the New South Wales team is playing in Queensland, playing at Suncorp, where they don't have a lot of success, obviously. But you know, I've just I've walked down the street just this week, and everyone's I don't met a person that says New South Wales is going to win. You know, so this is the psyche, I think, and you know, so Freddie, obviously, from a team perspective, can't be listening. They can't be. You know, listening to the voices, external voices um, around rugby league at the moment, you know. Uh, they've got to be bunkered down. Uh, no social media, no media, no, no, no newspapers, no radio. Just don't listen to, to all the, the rubbish that's going on around, uh, externally around the New South Wales you know, chances and just bunker down and just focus on what their role is and, and you know, just focus down on, on making sure that they play the best game they possibly can. That's all they can ask for. Mal, and I, and I love this insight as well because it's almost like New South Wales are, are trying to do it. They're not trying, but it's almost a Queensland-type feel about it. They're the underdogs. They've got backs against the wall. They've, they, they've got everything to, to, to play for. They've got to come out swinging, come out fighting. And that, that, hang on, we own that. We have a mortgage on that position. Yes. But, but now that's where the Blues find themselves. So that, that's creating a little bit of... Anxiousness in my mind, Mal, that they could oh, be doing Queensland on a Queensland. Yeah. Well, exactly. You know, so in my time in in Origin, is that you get up, you play the first game. It's very difficult, and this is where Billy's at at the moment. It's very difficult uh, to get the players to a level where they need to be to be in a situation where they can win game two as well, or be successful in game in game two. As much as you try. There's Jim, like I've mentioned before, I think on the show, there's Jiminy Cricket in the back of your mind saying, listen, if we lost, it doesn't really matter. We get another opportunity, you know, down New South Wales. So they've got to try and get 
Jiminy Cricket out of the back of their minds yeah. and just get them in, get you know, focus in the front of their minds around, well, you know, we're going to play the best game we can. So that makes all go for a fantastic game if they can get those the mental preparation right in both both camps. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. And we know, well, we know that it's been 25 years since New South Wales have come to Brisbane after losing game one and then winning game two. 98, that was. 98 was a year that, yeah. it was it was a big year for, for Brisbane and Queensland sport. Um, Alan Langer captained the Broncos, Maroons and Australia to trophies. Wayne Bennett was in charge there. So it was a, it was a, a big time, but we were beaten at Suncorp Stadium or Lane Park as it was back then in 98 by a, by a New South Wales team, but I've got to say, Mal, and I, I mentioned it yesterday on the show. When I run my rule, or run the rule through that team. Uh, man of the match game two in 1998 was a bloke called Rodney Howe. Yep, for New South Wales, he destroyed us. Yep. Yeah, um, but then he didn't he play. Did. He didn't play again for 18 months, and we no, know no, why we exactly. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's just put that and consign that into the the realms of history. Look, let, let's concentrate on those who are there. I do want to do that, but before we get to a quick break, Mal, and then we'll come back and concentrate on who is there and what needs to happen to do their job. One thing on Nico Hines, it's still the most baffling decision that I've I've seen in a long time from New South Wales, and we know they've made some absolute doozies of decisions, but how does the Dally M medal winner play in game one, the backup half for Nathan Cleary, you'd have to think, and then when Nathan goes down, he's not even used at Harper, he's not even in the team. And the reason I'm asking you this is you had to make a decision for a World Cup not to have the Dalian medal winner as part of your squad. Yep. Um, it's a very good question, Ben. Uh, to me, I reckon the decision would have been made, you know, weeks ago. As soon as, soon as um, Nathan had his injury, I, I believe that a decision was made amongst the hierarchy about who's going to be our next, our next halfback. Um, that's what I firmly believe. And they obviously didn't believe they, that. They didn't look Nicola at the bike was, at number 14? No, they didn't. No, I think it would have been made. Because you don't make judgments based on Nico's last game. Yeah, this is the thing oh. about it. You, you make judgments on a on a player's worth over a long period of time, whether he can handle the pressure. The, is he composed in under pressure situations? You know, you look at form and all that sort of stuff. It's it, That decision for me, in well, this is how I looked at it. You don't make a, a judgment based on the last game they played. Um, you kind of hoping they played, they got through it okay, you're healthy. Um, but you make decisions based on, you know, history, in my opinion. And Nico was the, the 14, obviously, in, in game one. So it's, it is a, a little bit baffling that he didn't get the opportunity. Um, they're trying to find excuses around, you know, well, you know, it, it did take effect, a mental effect on on Nico that he, he's out there playing the centres and he missed Munster and you know, set up to try to win the game and all that sort of stuff. Um but, you know, I don't think, I don't read into that too much. You know, Nico's a pretty confident kid uh, by all reports. You know, he's at the height of his powers. Um, he had a bad game on the weekend, but surely, you know, that doesn't come into consideration when you're picking him for a, a state team. No, and, and, and that's that's the only explanation behind it. And, and that's how Freddie explained it yesterday. This was Brad Fitler on why, well, Mitchell Moses got the nod over Nico Hines. Well, last time Nathan didn't play, Mitchell took his position. So, in my eyes, it was Mitchell's to lose, really. Um, and given the way they've played the last couple of weeks, uh, they've been, you know, they started pretty slow. And it just gives you confidence, you know, what he did in that round. 
Well, there we go. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. He, he he was the backup last time Nathan Cleary was out, which was what was that? That's 2021 right. game three, wasn't it? So that's right. So yeah. they they already made their mind up on before even going in the weekend, mm. Ben. So yeah. it, it was always going to be Mitchell Moses, in my my opinion. All right, Mal Meninga, my guest as he is every Wednesday. Uh, he is here to answer your questions as well. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Origin related, of course, is the topic of conversation right now. But any question coming towards Mal, uh, maybe you have an idea on how to get kids into sport just a little bit cheaper than what it is now. Mal, quick break. We're back with more in just a moment. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Ah, yes, the Origin pump-up songs will continue all week here on SENQ. We're letting Sam and Slam out. Man in the Blues corner predict and play these pump-up songs. What, why, why Rocky? What are you saying? Mal and I sometimes put the gloves on and, and, and go to Is that what you're saying? Come on, I'm a bit smarter than that. Mate, I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking he's trying to take the... Take the piss out of it because of our age. Yeah. <laughs> we were alive and he wasn't yeah. when, when yeah, that exactly. actually came out. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I'm down here doing push-ups straight away, so <laughs> it's just an automatic reaction for me. <laughs> nice one, nice one. All right, Mal, yeah, one, yeah. Of, one of the things, well, one of the things that I took away from game one after doing cartwheels in the, in the lounge room watching as Queensland yeah. come back from the unwinnable position, we did it. We did it in true Queensland fashion. Billy Slater was sitting there in the box looking very, very annoyed, very stony-faced. Even down in the sheds afterwards, there wasn't – there was no carry-on. There was no smiling. He seemed very, very upset. Take us through that mindset, Mal, and what would you be upset about? And that leads me to my next question. What would you be working on in uh, this yeah. camp heading into game two? That's a great observation, Ben. Um Words count, so I would I would suggest you know going through Billy's mind would be, what's he going to say to the players, and how am I going to carry myself being the leader of the team, uh, that allows the the team to obviously celebrate success obviously initially, but also reset you know for game two. So uh, through Billy's experience, he you know he's, he's obviously um, had a lot of success through his career, so he's resetting himself. He's resetting. Well, the words that I say out loud to whether the media or to the players is going to have an impact um, and I want to have a positive impact. But the way I carry myself is really important as well because um, the job's only half done. So they're the, probably the two things I would suggest uh, was going through Billy's mind. Um, and what Queens would have to do better for game two is just keep doing what they did, but do it better, if that makes sense. You know, so um, they played really well. I mean, they played on the back foot. Defensively, they were extraordinarily good, particularly off their line, and they kept on coming off their line all game. So New South Wales did a really good job around their, their execution and, and kicking in the corners. So they've got to come up with a, with a better plan, a bit putting pressure on the back five of New South Wales. Mm-hmm. They've got to put more pressure on the kicker, Mitchell Moses, probably in this case. And then obviously try well, to get he's the their only, He's their only position. kicker, isn't he? Well, Luai, Luai can kick and 
Oh, well. Um, yeah, Robson does small ones and, and Damien Cook. But, yeah, exactly. You're right. So put pressure on the kicker so you're getting the ball in better field position so you, you're back up their end a lot more than what they were in the, in the, first, the first game. Pressure on the kicker. Well, we know it's going to go to Mitchell Moses because, yeah, uh, they all – at least with Queensland, we know we've got different points of attack because we've got Ben Hunt who can kick out a dummy half. You've got Munster and DC who can both kick. So at least yeah. we've got the attack going. But now – And Reese and Walsh. And Reese Walsh, and Walsh yeah. Um, Queensland on the back foot. So that means the, the, the forwards obviously need to stand up and do a bit better because, I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking about this. We were six minutes away from losing this game. Yeah, exactly. But but the, through their through their attitude and their defensive prowess, they managed to you know managed to win the game. Mm. So that's the thing about it. So what you got to do? You got to try and play the ball, the football back more down in their half, which they didn't do in the first game because of you know, really good go forward by New South Wales. So their back five is really important, and the kicking game through Cleary's excellent. You know, so they kept. We had to keep on coming out of our end, so that's it's a sim- it's simple, but it's hard to do, Ben. Yeah, you know, so we've got to get down their end a bit more. We've got to put more pressure on their their back five. We've got to uh, put more pressure defensively and try to slow them down, and put pressure on their kicker. Hard to do against the great players that New South Wales have. All right, then. So the the players that we do have in the side now, Jeremiah Nanai, he's played one game back from suspension. In fact, I had a fantastic text that came through yesterday, and I didn't have time to read it because it came through towards the end of the show. Uh, and I will paraphrase it, but it said that Jeremiah yep. Nanai has played the best part of 50 minutes of footy in 55 days, considering when he was suspended, <clears throat> excuse me, for four weeks, which was just after Anzac Day. Uh, so four weeks out, comes back and plays a match, and then the Cowboys had a bye. So in the best part of of five weeks or so, he's only played a little bit of footy. He'll be fresh, but does he come in a little bit underdone? And then what about Mo Fudawaka coming into the middle for Jai Arrow? Yeah, I, I like Jeremiah Nano. I think he's one of the most exciting products we have in our game. Um, I put him. I took him on the Kangaroo Tour. I just think he's an exceptional talent. Um, he's got a huge motor on him. Um, he he responds to challenges really well, and I've got no doubt that he'll be the best Jeremiah Nanai that Queensland want on next Wednesday. Next week, there's no doubt about that. Whether he could play the 80 minutes, another question. That's why you got Ruben Cotter, who could come and fill in. You know, like he did, he got man the match. You know, for for playing on an edge where he's normally a middle or a, yeah. or a hooker. You know, so he's just an extraordinary talent, Ruben. Um, so I think he's got everything. I think Billy's got everything covered there with Jeremiah. I just think he's an exceptional talent, and you know, he's the one to be one of the best players in our competition for many years to come. Uh, Mo deserves it. It really is that simple. <laughs> you know, I remember go back a couple of years, and you know, he was our best player when New South Wales. You know, flogged us up in Townsville. He was our best player. Um, he's, he's back into the, the, the throws. He's got a, he had a few injuries. Um, he hasn't been the best form last year, but this year he's exceptional. He deserves to be there. It really is that simple. Mate, we look forward to it. We know that's uh, the Queensland way. We even heard from your former teammate, Steve Jackson, about how a front rower he was. He made his debut for Canberra, filling in for you in the centres when he was on, when yes. you were on test duty. So uh, he did his, MC, he did his MCL after 10 minutes, but that was his first great debut. But, but that's the Queensland way. And it harks back uh, for so long playing out of position and just getting on and doing the job, whatever's thrown at you and against you. 
yeah, it's it's never about if I can do it or not. It's, you know, you'll do it and you'll do it well. It really is that simple. I'm not going to let my teammate down. I'm not going to let the state down because Origin is, that's why it's so great, Ben, because it's bigger than the person. It's bigger than the team. It's around the state and the people that follow me. It's, it is that big, you know. So uh, players, players understand that, realise that and take it on their shoulders, their broad shoulders, and they do it really well. Outstanding stuff as always, mate. We look forward to chatting to you next week. Uh, well, on Origin Day, how good is that going to be here at the here <laughs> yes. at the Cauldron as well? Oh, cannot yeah, it's be wait. Excellent. It's going to be an absolute <laughs> ripper. Mal, thank you as always. You enjoy the week. We'll catch you. Actually, we'll hear you tomorrow on the Throwdown from midday. Cannot wait for that either. Mal Meninga, the immortal himself, uh, as we do every Wednesday. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Right now, you can get forty percent off the everyday low price of all health care vitamins at Chemist Warehouse. How good is that? 25 away from 11.